Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party, an Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going well, Shay. It's summertime, but Apex never sleeps. Apex does never sleep. That is a fact. And we got a fun one. Today we're covering the latest news, which means we're going to be giving out our reactions to the latest stories from the Outlands. Talking about some Apex Legends mobile news is actually pretty interesting and answering a ton of questions off of Discord as always. Before we do that, though, we want to make sure you join us on Discord to ask those questions for the podcast, chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. And also, make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Kirk Rudoche and at HB Burrison. Henry's going wild, getting interaction with team members at EA right now on his Twitter. Links for all of those are in the description below. It's true. I, I don't know even how that happened. But it's in the news it was, section, so... It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I, I think we might be hinting to uh, some cool things that are in the works for the Play Apex team over our Respawn. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to support the show, if you want to get extra episodes, you want to vote on our content, you want to get exclusive merch, replica weapons signed by us, all sorts of amazing benefits, please consider joining our Patreon We have an incredible community over there that has their own private Discord channel where we interact as much as possible. It's a lot of fun, and it truly makes this show possible. 100%. But without the support there, we wouldn't still be podcasting about Apex. That's just kind of a fact at the end of the day. With that, though, let's dive into the news. First piece of news, the latest stories from the Outlands dropped, Family Business. And this is a fun one, dude. I mean, so latest stories from the Outlands, fan favorite legend lifeline, AJHA. It's her origin story, essentially coming into the Apex Games, which was a nice switch up. It felt like it was in a cool time period versus kind of some of the other stories from the Outlands we've had in the past, where they're either like just so far back that we don't really like get the direct connection. But it's a cool story, how she got into the Frontier Cores, doing some fun stuff with her best friend Octane, getting into a bit of a sticky situation to try and save some lives. But before we kind of dive into some of the details, I just want to get our first reactions. So first impressions after watching the stories from the Outlands, I know you tweeted about it a little bit, but uh, what are your thoughts? I loved it. I really, really did. I, I think that some of the most exciting stories from the Outlands are the new legends, you know, that first kind of insight into totally. their lore and their personality. And that's very exciting. But I don't think I personally realized how much we needed this and wanted this to see more into Lifeline's persona and see her mannerisms and her backstory. I just really, really enjoyed it. And I now can't wait for Gibraltar's. Like, I just, those OG legends, I feel like they should really get pushed into having more stories from the Outlands because, you know, longtime fans and players have Mm -hmm. such a deep connection to these legends. And it's kind of odd when we know more about Revenant or Crypto than we do about Lifeline before this or, or Gibraltar. So... I loved it. I thought it was well done, and I loved the lore. And that's kind of like what I was getting at a little bit in terms of time period, where it is so cool to see the OG legends and how mm-hmm. they originated into the game, because it feels so much longer ago than these new people coming in for the first time, and we're seeing how they kind of 
got to the current time period that we're in. We get to like take a step back, which is really fun. And I'm looking at, you know, all our previous stories from the Outlands and our OG legends. Those are the long stories from the Outlands as well. I mean, Lifeline 836. And then we got, uh, you know, the most recent ones of Maggie and Newcastle coming in at 423 and 323. But then Bangalore's was 826 again. So it's like you get these longer stories. There's more to tell because they've been around for so long. I think the writing is also... I don't want to say better, but it's just maybe longer because that just was how the original legends were written. Um, so you just get a lot of good stuff. And yeah, it was great. The animation was awesome. The story was really cool. Talking about some of the highlights, how do you not start with Octane? Like OG Octane, maskless, not addicted to stim yet, has actual yep. legs still at this point. Yep. You even got the little hint of like, you know, he sees the stim, you focus on him for a second, little, you know, just a insight into the future. Uh, we love to see that kind of stuff. But seeing him with the same personality, less robotic, was a ton of fun for me and a total highlight. I have to agree. It was a major highlight. If you haven't seen the stories from Outmans yet, pause. Pause, go watch it, and come back, right? Seriously. Like, yeah. it is, it's a top priority. It's worth the watch. I really enjoyed it. And I think even if you are not, like, a crazy lore head, it's a really great video. And totally. the Octane is so well done. Like, the mm-hmm. animation, it's fantastic. I, I think I have to agree that that was a major highlight was seeing Octane a little younger, uh, still energetic, mm-hmm. still fun. It was great. And then one of the other things I wanted to talk about was the outfits they were wearing. Uh, you know, Spear, one of our guys, he already tweeted about how maybe uh, some conceptual merch could be coming because I felt like they were rocking some really cool fits that I hope translate in the skins. But also, man, come on, the wingsuits, the electronic wingsuits. How do we get that kind of technology? Because that was freaking cool. Not only was it, did it look amazing, but when it actually came into its use case during the story, was awesome. It was. I don't know why, but I've been kind of suppressing some interest in Anthem recently. And just the whole flying, okay. hover, Iron Man. Like I don't really know how that connects to a wingsuit, but... That's where my mind is going. It's close enough. It's close enough. But I just, I I love that kind of mobility. And even though we kind of have the the jump jets and and Apex, wingsuits are very fun. Very fun. And you and I were big Just Cause fans. So you got to love the wingsuit. 100%. Uh, In terms of storytelling, though, the kind of ending of the stories from the Outlands, and I guess spoilers alert, we've already told you to pause and watch, but we're going to talk about a bit of the ending here. I really enjoyed seeing the seeds of kind of like public relations with some of these popular figure, figures. So how essentially the stories from the Outlands ends, you know, they steal some medical supplies, they come back uh, to the Frontier Corps to, you know, Lifeline needs to heal up her boyfriend, some kids, all that good stuff with the supplies they stole. Um, and then well, in walks the Chase, you know, Lifeline's mom, Octane's dad, Silva, that we're obviously getting very familiar with now in the current state, uh, along with a handful of soldiers. And essentially, you know, we're getting ready to publicly execute everyone. And then it was no mercy, dude. And then kind of insane. And yeah. I don't want to interrupt, but no, it's no, no, you're just, good, you're good. It's also a consequence of 
living in the outlands where there is no police. This is yes. a civilization run by mercenaries. So mm-hmm. a militarized company can just come in and execute a yeah. people at a at a hospital, a nonprofit philanthropy group. Pretty it's tough. kind of insane, but that is the reality of living in the outlands. Mm-hmm. Insane. And essentially how it stopped is Octane goes live to his thousands, millions of mm-hmm. followers, essentially. And all of a sudden you get, you know, Eduardo hides himself under his hat and kind of looks away. They, you know, stop the shooters. They all leave and such. And I just thought that was so cool because that was like, oh, wait, this plan's already in motion. They're planting the seeds for this guy to, you know, run for office, you know, whatever we want to call it in the Outlands at this point, uh, whether it's elected or not actually elected. And uh, he doesn't want to hurt that public perception. So those little insights like that, the stem of Octane, I I just love that kind of stuff that came out uh, throughout the stories from the Outlands. Yeah, I think the little nod that, Streaming saves lives, you know, streaming for a good cause. <laughs> you got to love that. Um, oh, like yeah, it was pretty though, cool. If you, if you uh, like streams, join the Patreon. Vote on some of the newest content changes. There's some interesting stuff over there. If you you're, some if ideas. you're a fan, 100%. Um, I also got to shout out the nods to, you know, Lifeline's band, the Flyer Liars. I thought based off of like our teaser picture, we were going to kind of see that part of yeah. her life in the Stories from the Outlands. We were going to see her drum. Like we didn't see her with her heirloom, which I think is a little odd for Stories from the Outlands, generally speaking. Um, and so I thought that was kind of interesting. Honestly, the story was so good. I didn't miss it. That was just kind of like my expectation going in though. Yeah, I was coming from a similar place. I think now for years, I've been anticipating what this story from the Outlands is going to be with Lifeline. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think everyone kind of assumed it's going to be pretty simple. Lifeline, rebellious teen, not going to be super happy with her parents, warmongering, going to join a band, rock out. They kind of skipped that phase. Um, which I appreciated. I, I thought yeah. they had a good story to tell. It was still really fun. And we got all those great, you know, music, rock elements as well. Yeah, 100%. Um, going away from the stories from the Outlands, though. Um, and I mean, actually, any final thoughts you want to share before we kind of talk about some other Lifeline-ish related stuff? No, no. Okay. So Henry got on Twitter. Dogs about how great the stories from the Outlands was. Made some allusions to how this would fit and really shows that this is the place for Apex, the IP itself to have a TV show. Like this story from Maryland proves it. I agree with that sentiment as well. Um, but it attracted the attention of studio operations director, Tim Lewinson from EA. Uh, eh, he didn't say anything. Just gave him with a little emoji. We know what emojis mean. We know in the what emojis space. mean. It means <laughs> the thought is there. Can't promise you anything or it's going to come out in a week. Neither or somewhere in between that, somewhere in between that. Yeah, but it, you know, we've talked about a Apex TV show for a while. We've this is kind of just a further reinforcement of that. It's on the minds of the team over there if it's not already in production. And yeah, just wanted to say that because I think it'd be so amazing. What do you have to say though? The pacing, the animation, the characters, the world is so compelling and. It is just hard to imagine them not capitalizing on the opportunity. Like 
We know that the higher-ups at EA view Apex as a long-term investment. This is a 10-year game. This is huge. League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Like with the loss of FIFA as, a, as an IP, mm-hmm. this is it. This is like a major mm-hmm. crown jewel for a huge company that is also looking to get acquired. So I don't know, yeah. kind of digressing, but Apex mm-hmm. is important. It should have a TV show. That's it. Yeah, and that's all you need to say because that's the truth. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to see if we ever get it, what it's about because I think League, as an example, mm-hmm. did such a great job with, you got 100 plus legends. They told the story of like two of them with cameos and stuff from a large handful of others. But like, how do you focus on a true Apex story um, for the fans they'll love? And obviously I think League's, set a good groundwork for how you get a popular TV show out there. So I'd love Apex to follow suit. Um, the other thing I want to talk about with the stories from the Outlands, though, before we get into some other news. Um, what I saw on YouTube, Twitter, and maybe you have a different uh, perspective on it, but we can talk about it, is I just saw you know, a lot of fans saying, hey, this was a great source from the Outlands, but a lot of people were pretty frustrated and expressing backlash, negativity about the state of lifeline in Apex from an actual gameplay standpoint. Where do you think about that? Where do you stand in terms of, is she in a good spot? We've talked about this a ton, I think, so you don't have to go on forever, but it's obviously something of topic right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, got to address it. I, I find the conversation kind of boring uh, at this point now, so many years later. Uh, throughout a legend that has had the most reworks the most updates totally the fact of the matter is i was really concerned that newcastle was going to come in and take over a lot of lifelines popularity Mm -hmm. the opposite happened you know he came in and now she's even more popular than before she Mm -hmm. is a very popular legend I think the question for the designers that if we are, you know, looking at balancing is is the fact that she is a free legend drastically impacting her global pick rate. If we think yeah. about a lot of new players wanting to dive into the game, be support because Apex is hard. I did the exact mm-hmm. same thing. I started with Lifeline. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that do. Is that casting a shadow over the true power and popularity of lifeline if you can say yes then sure she can get a meaningful buff in order to combat the power creep that's going on if that's Mm -hmm. not the case and people love her play style they see a lot of value in her passive and tactical Mm -hmm. then she is good her pick rate shows that she's very viable she's incredibly useful in arenas she's you know a a lovable character. I don't really know what the major points of concern are for her. Have you gotten in on kind of the online talk? What is the problem with Lifeline? I I just think people love her character so much that they want her to be number one, number two, number three. Like they want her to be an S tier legend. Like I had somebody message me saying like, I love, quote, I'll quote it. I love Lifeline's lore, man. She's such a sick story character. Wish her kit reflected how sick of a person she was. Like, and I think that's kind of a sentiment that people yeah. have is it's just like, she is so fun. She's so loved. She's been around since the beginning. I think 
she's one of the few characters we can put an argument for in terms of like the face of Apex. You know, Wraith is pretty yep. obviously number one, but Lifeline's not far behind. 1A, 1B, if we want to say that, in terms of lore, which is, I think, one of the reasons we love this story. And so I think it's not just where she's at currently, it's the expectation and the desire for her to be the tippity top. Can you get that in support? Can you get that in just her play style? Probably not, which is why I think people would love to see something else, I guess. And I am, I'm more sorry with your opinion though. She's an interesting character of like that popularity in lore and that popularity and being an OG legend that's been around for so long. I'd love to see more about like her engagement rate with legends. Like how is she winning one-on-one combat? What's her overall win rate? Like those kind of analytics would be the ones I'd love to see around her per se. It's just such a crazy idea that we want Lifeline to be dominant. We want her to be overpowered. We like mm-hmm. having a medic as a, you know, must have on a team mm-hmm. is probably not what you want. You know, it's going to drag out fights, more third parties. It's not the best meta we want. Mm-hmm. Do we really want a medic to be rivaling people that can fly, teleport? grapple mm-hmm. across the map uh, it's scary and but i say that and at the same time she is incredibly popular despite my my beliefs about mm-hmm. the power of her kit we yeah. don't play lifeline you and i like no. when we're playing competitive we've both had we stints don't. on yeah. her but we've never yeah, yeah we don't 100%. believe that a legend that helps you when you're down is good enough to replace a legend that can add more when yeah. everything is good but the data that we have available to us shows that she's number eight in popularity. Mm-hmm. People love playing her. So mm-hmm. I think she's also one of the cases of, you know, the vocal minority. Are they the ones that we're, we're really just hearing from? And yeah. it's always hard when a legend is better than what they currently are at some point. Like all the people that have played Lifeline forever. They're never going to be happy because they're always just going to wish she was in her original state. Fast heals, a revive shield that's really fun to use. Um, so I think it's one of those tough things where it's like someone comes in overpowered. If you have to nerf them down constantly, there's just outside of if it's fair, there's a negative connotation with that. That'll stick with people. Um, totally. I think that's some good lifeline talk. We keep it rolling. Is. We can. I, we actually do. Got, we got one more thing. We got a lifeline single. That dropped on Apple Music and Spotify. It's called Lifeline AJHA. It's available now. Go check it out. It's a fun listen. I love this kind of marketing and promotion, though. Uh, I think this is a really cool, unique thing that obviously we've never seen before at Apex. It's awesome. You got to love mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan. Okay, let's talk some Apex Legends mobile news. Um, their first big patch dropped and included a handful of exciting updates. The first of which, they released Loba. Um, so interesting thing and we always talked about they didn't drop with all the legends now they're releasing them slowly but surely not in even a slowly different but surely. order in a different order as well but yeah. pretty fast um you can buy her now or you can unlock her in the battle pass at level 25 so easier access to unlocking more legends and let's talk about the perks because obviously apex legend mobile has a perk system you get to choose one an extra benefit to your legend outside of their original kit it's one of the things people really like about mobile. It's really interesting. First perk. 
This is the one that has been driving some controversy and hits people home. You can loot squad mates banners from the black market. Obviously, something people have asked for for a long time out of just the general game. And so now we're seeing it in mobile. That's going to be talked about by a lot of people. Other perks, though. The ability to gain two additional items from blue supply bins. Essentially, you can get lifelines passive. Another one, the option to throw your jump drive faster, but you cannot activate it early anymore. Next one, weapons do not take up a slot when looted from the black market. You also have another one, gain a better hop-up for one of your weapons after using a finisher. And then last but not least, you can see enemies within 70 meters who have picked up high-tier loot, and that effect is a 20-second cooldown. Really interesting perks, man. The perk system in general is so fascinating, but dude, it just is going to drive so much controversy for people that are playing the regular game, seeing all these cool abilities come in for a legend that, you know, it's stuff they've asked for in the main game for a long time with like that looting banners. What are your first thoughts? They're so cool. And on all (laughs) the legends, they're so cool. Um, You know, my first reaction is that it's cool, but then close behind on a mobile game, power creep is so much less of a concern. You can give Mm -hmm. recon abilities to a support legend like Loba and be okay. You know, like I really think that it's difficult to compare the main game to the mobile game for that one reason that the main game has a competitive ecosystem. It's going to be more intense regardless, just in terms of the possibility of mobility, um, skill level, I think, as well. But you definitely love that if you're trying to make a fun mobile game, this is a great way to do it. I, I love the idea of grinding, getting better at a specific legend, and then getting rewarded for that. Yeah, I think it definitely is is fantastic. And the perk system is really cool. Would I love to see it in, you know, on PC? I don't know. It would change a lot. And I'm kind of worried about power creep as is. And this would just be another step in that direction. So that's an argument for another episode. Um, other updates that came, though, with this change. Uh, LTM, armed and dangerous, releasing. This is what really got Henry hooked on Apex the first time around. Um, is it going to get you hooked on mobile now? Are you just at the ready to sign up and play some Armed and Dangerous? I am a big fan of this. <laughs> um, it's a really intense mode. The worst part about Armed and Dangerous is there's no heals. It's excruciating. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. If it just had normal heals, that'd be cool. But I do get it that you want snipers to actually do something from a distance. But man, it, it's brutal. I want to cover two important things, though, because these are the ones that are interesting that I think we can. We don't got the time to talk about them forever, but uh, I want to make sure we cover it. So two big updates. Town Takeover is coming with live weather. So the Town Takeover is the climatizer, what we're used to on World's Edge. But the climatizer will turn off and on during the course of a match covering parts of World's Edge with snow. Additionally, a new item is being added, a snow grenade. That damages and slows enemies. First update on mobile, new throwable, themed that's introduced into the game. We're on three years. Haven't seen a new throwable in uh, the original game. This is the one that people are frustrated about. This is the one where I'm looking at it like, that is so cool. That is so cool and is not oppressive. And you know how, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you also know how much of a fan Henry and I are of live weather. Yeah. Uh, 
So this just those two hurt to read. Those two really hurt to it, read for it's me. It's painful. It's really, really painful because these are amazing gameplay features that are possible. They are in the realm of possibility, and we're proving the thesis in a mobile game. It, mm-hmm. It's really tough to see. Um, you know, Fortnite just came out with a new season, and there's a tornado that goes around the map. We it's might fun. be on three it's straight awesome. episodes of you it's mentioning like, Fortnite. I love this. <laughs> I just don't know how you can't. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's really hard because in the past, like a year, a year and a half ago on this podcast, we were talking about, well, you can't compare Apex to Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Just a massive amount of different resources. Fortnite brings in seven billion. Apex brings in less than a billion. Like that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. However. A billion is at a billion, and you can do a lot. And when you then turn around and are able to do more in a mobile game than you are yeah. in a main HD game, what's the excuse? Mm-hmm. Like, there is no Truly. excuse for this stuff. And it just is really disappointing. And because we love the game, I love mm-hmm. the idea of weather. It would be amazing in a BR, it'd be amazing in Apex. Mm-hmm. And it's already here, just. The majority of the original fan base doesn't get to experience it on all of our maps with our legends and the throwables. Mm-hmm. Don't want to go on and on, but that's how we feel. Yeah. Well said. Well said. I don't need to pile on to that either. It, it, it's true. 100%. Um, last thing, though, with this update, though, because that's not all. They introduced a whole new purchasing system. You gotta, you get to collect diamonds throughout the match. Obviously, the diamonds are linked to Loba coming into the game. Cool currency. Um, you get them by looting ice-covered supply bins and eliminating opponents and picking up their diamonds. Those can then be used in the seasonal shop for exclusive skins and Apex packs. Really cool free system that rewards people. Um, yeah, it's just a, a really cool Apex Legends mobile update. And I'm so happy for that game over there. I have some disappointment on like not getting the stuff on the main game that we've spent hours on. But I don't need to hammer that home. I'm just I'm happy for the mobile gamers out there. And I hope that we continue to get success over on mobile there. So that way we can hopefully get some of these updates in some way, shape, or form further incentivized to come into the main game. Agreed. With that, though, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. We're going to rifle through some questions here uh, before we say peace. First question, though, coming from Discord, Cold Stew. The podcast converted me to Valk, and I've been loving her kit. My only struggle with it right now is that I don't know when the right time to pull out of fights is. I feel like my team and I have become less aggressive and more jumpy since I started playing Valk. With that, my question is, when do you know it's the right time to use that ult and find a new fight? I think this is a great question. Um, Playing Valk is really difficult. Using that ultimate, even though it's a game changer, it is difficult to know when the best timing is. Um, I would say as a good rule of thumb, almost impossible to get your team completely together and leave during a fight. Um, It's just such a risk now more than ever when you can't spin. Um, So even though you might feel jumpy, ulting, sooner than later is the proper way of using that ult. If you don't want to take a fight, that's probably why you're playing Valk. So ulting earlier than later is probably good. 
especially yeah. if you want to go find a fight. Uh, and I get the feeling of being jumpy 100%, mm-hmm. but that's just an option you now have with Valk and there's advantages to that. And like, you're obviously running into some disadvantages where it's like, maybe you don't feel as confident. Maybe you should take a fight when you shouldn't, but it's never a bad thing to stay alive longer because you, you know, got out too early. So I wouldn't worry about it too much, but yeah, I mean, just playing with time and working on, obviously if you're at a disadvantage, get out, you know, if you have the advantage, try and stay in and that's really all you can do. And there's going to be some tough gray areas in between there that you and your team are going to have to decide on. Next question coming from Rogue Legend. What do you guys think about Respawn adding customizable stickers to add to weapons and maybe even skins? I mean, this would be really cool. Um, you know, customization in games are awesome. And the stickers and charms, that kind of stuff, are these fun little things that you don't really notice too much, I think, unfortunately. And so putting them on healables in some way, shape, or form, I think would be a, a really cool function to the game. One of my major beliefs right now more than ever is that Apex desperately needs some sort of progression system outside of ranked. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, having unlockable camos, camos on mm-hmm. weapons, being able to... uh customize and grind on legends and weapons i think is needed and doing that Mm -hmm. in an aesthetic way with stickers i love i think that's perfect um so yeah uh, i'm all about it something to play for outside Mm -hmm. of ranked 100 is on my uh it's at the top if it's close to the top if not the top of my list of things that i would love to see added to the game right now Last question, though, coming from Discord from Mighty Quinn. Do you think there's a way Respawn can effectively encourage more of the player base to engage in arenas, or is it a lost cause? It's a fun question. That's a tough question, though. Um, what do you think? Super tough. Um, there's a couple ways you could go about it. Um, I think that the matchmaking is evident that the larger matchmaking system is flawed and it Mm -hmm. just it's not necessarily that arenas is worse but you just are able to see a lot more of the issues with it when it's a 3v3 Mm -hmm. instead of a 60 person uh lobby it feels Um, much more oppressive when you get rolled in arenas versus in vr i think is what you're getting at yeah yeah I also think, aside from the matchmaking, one of the downsides of arenas is it's supposed to be this quick, casual game mode, except it is extremely intense. And the amount of options that the player has to choose, buying healables, buying Mm -hmm. weapons, buying abilities, buying throwables, either playing eco, playing health, it's really hard. You have to be so locked in. So when... A BR is already pretty casual and you want to add in something that's faster and more casual. Mm-hmm. You you didn't quite nail that on arenas. I'm not saying that was their objective, but if it was, it was a failure. Yeah. Ways that you could refine it would be to simplify the buy system drastically. Have rotating weapons and loadouts like we have in control mm-hmm. to just make it less intense, less choices so that you can kind of kick back and play. Totally. I think that's a really, really strong point. We, we did not think it was going to fall into the CSGO Valorant you know, state, essentially, in terms of comparison. And that is closer to where it ended up. It was not a really fast-paced mode. 
slow in between rounds, gathering thoughts. Um, yeah, in terms of changes to re-engage, I, no, I don't think Mighty Quinn, I don't think it's a lost cause. I would love for things. You nailed it. Progression system, the rank system, needs a full rework, needs to be refined, needs to work. And yeah, I, I think there's a few things you could do. I would, I've talked about on the show before, I would love uh, more variations of objectives and game modes within an arena's match outside of kills, a search and destroy-esque thing, essentially. Push it more towards the Call of Duty-style pacing and gameplay of ranked and such along those lines. I think you could go you know, even crazier as well, and you could do three-team modes as well, so it's 3v3v3 instead of 3v3, yeah. just to add a little bit more uh, variability into the game, but also just I think people really enjoy three-team modes. Um, so yeah, those are just a few ideas. But yeah, anything else on that one? That's a wrap. I was going to wrap things up. Thank you to our producer, The Third Party 10, who supports us over on Patreon. Subscribe and Apple Pods. Drop a follow on Spotify and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thanks so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>